Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And today we are joined by a 24-year-old. How does it feel to be 24? <laughs> Disgusting. That's <laughs> fucking money is. I don't know Drinking. why I do that in a Scouse Every show. Every time. <laughs> it's just come naturally to you, but yeah, I'm 24 now. Honestly, it doesn't feel any different to 23, so... I'm only being dramatic for the sake of, you know, a little bit of spice, but yeah, I am now officially 24, so that's that. So I feel like you should have a pretty good high of the week, so I'll let you kick it off. The problem has been deciding what the high is because I've had so many highs of the week. However, um, our friend Sarah came round to my house for dinner um, on Saturday night and she brought with her a vegan afternoon tea and in that vegan afternoon tea was a vegan coffee and walnut cake, which I had previously mentioned to Sarah was my favourite cake of all time and I've never had a vegan one because people just never seem to have that in cafes. Um, so when I was eating that and basically just like crying with happiness, Sarah was like, this better be the high of your week. So amongst lots of other birthday things that I'll be talking about in the roundup, the coffee and walnut cake does have to be a high of the week because it was first of all, unexpected. And second of all, just a dream to eat. So that was definitely my high of the week. Nice. Um, my low was quite an easy one and that has to have been the weather of the week because it is... It has been gross. It's been awful. It has literally poured down with rain all week. It's been unseasonably cold and it's just like, I don't mind rain generally speaking and we are lucky now that you can sit inside cafes and restaurants so it didn't destroy all of our plans or anything like that but I don't think I've ever had a birthday where it has rained like this. Like I always get quite lucky. It's always either nice, like really nice or just like dry but not anything like this. So... The weather was less than, you know, ideal, but wasn't too bad, really. <laughs> I'm going to take this moment to tell a story that I have told multiple people this week. Anyone that's looking, <laughs> anyone that's dating right now, this is the standard we're going to set. <laughs> well, on Friday, when we went out for a birthday meal for Kira, which I'm sure she's going to talk about in the roundup, um, it was of raining, course. it was pouring, uh, and Jay, really Kira's was. boyfriend... <laughs> left the outdoor food market, ran home to get the car so that we wouldn't have to walk in the rain. And that right it there is the standard chivalry we'll be setting. <laughs> yeah, he was like, his um, logic was that he was going to have to walk home anyway, no matter what. So he might as well save us the hassle of getting all rained on. But it was very kind of I have to say, I need to point out that I have, you know, dated and that wouldn't be everyone's mindset. <laughs> no. No, no, no. But he's Jay, a good egg. He's a good egg, he is. So, go Jay. We love it. <laughs> um, so that's my high and low. Do you want to show your high and low and then we'll dive into the rest of the week? I've actually found it really difficult to pick just one high this week. I think because coming out of lockdown and the restrictions lifting again, and really I would say the majority of things that I would do in my day-to-day life now mm-hmm. are like have been lifted, yeah. everything feels like a high. So mm-hmm. I guess like life just feels like a high at the moment, which is really definitely. nice. But I definitely feel that I have also been told that this if this doesn't make it as the high of the week, <laughs> then I'll be in trouble. Yeah. I spent this weekend in Nottingham as soon as I knew that the 17th of May 
May, you would be allowed to go and stay with other people. I booked tickets to go and spend the weekend in Nottingham with my friend Beth from university and it was just She's making such, such a feature. If you listen to last week's podcast, she was one of my most admired people and mm-hmm. she actually texted me saying that made her cry, so goal Cute. achieved. <laughs> um, but it was just such a lovely weekend and I just don't think there's anything better than after not seeing someone for so long, just sitting down with a glass of wine and just like setting the world to rights like is that mm-hmm. the phrase is that the phrase i think setting so, yeah. the world to rights just like catching up and laughing at all the things that have happened and just oh i love chatting with friends it's just my favorite thing in the world and it's getting to happen so much at the moment because mm-hmm. of restrictions lifting so that's definitely a high um and i feel like this week i feel like in the roundup we're just going to be full of highs so i'll save yeah. some of the other stuff and then my low of the week is also a high so i'm <laughs> gonna do it in one okay you know you know what this is so um, on the way to Nottingham, oh, my yeah. train ticket, my train ticket, I'm convinced, s- sent me on a journey that didn't exist. And I, basically I got off at the entirely wrong stop. It was absolutely <laughs> pissing it down. I had like 12% on my phone. I had no idea where I was. The train to Nottingham from where I was didn't exist. I didn't know mm-hmm. what train I was going to get. And I honestly felt like ringing my dad and just crying. So <laughs> that was a definite low of the week. There's nothing worse than like a journey going wrong and your phone being low, like so low. Your phone is you always so low. Yeah. It stresses me out so much. Like We just really went just... out for brunch this morning and I looked down at my phone and I was like, oh, it's on 3%. Like, no, how does my, that... my phone has never been on 3%. If I get to like even like... <laughs> 50% I'm like oh my god I'm gonna have a panic it's just getting so stressful uh I know like in general it doesn't bother me like if it runs out I'm like oh, I'll just charge it when I get back what a nice little detox but when I was got off that train and I had no idea where I was going and it was absolutely like I was soaked to the bone <laughs> it was not a vibe <laughs> not a vibe not but the kind of high of the week is that when I was in the waiting room I found a little waiting room I kind of made a little base camp and was like what am I gonna do and this girl was sat next to me and she was like on her phone she was listening to music and I just thought I'm gonna have to seek help here so I stopped like I just kind of like waved at this girl I was like can you help me I have no idea where I'm going no idea which train to get and my phone's on 12% and honestly that girl was my saviour of the week she is (laughs) I need to decide who to kick off my list from last week because I admire her she straight away got out her phone like figured out a route for me figured out that my ticket matched it was like I'm going on this next part of the route like come and sit with me like we'll sort this um, and we'll find a phone charger and I just thought in a world where like people kind of pit women against each other because they Mm do uh I just felt that it was just such a lovely moment and it really just stressed to me how much I love women and just people that support each other I was like you are the highlight of my week Mm because you have saved me (laughs) that's my high and my low all in one (laughs) I was concerned for you when I got a message that was like oh my god got off at the wrong station and I was like oh no oh no what's she gonna do um but then thankfully you're chivalrous hero just came and saved the day (laughs) honestly she just took care of me she could clearly see i was on the edge and also (laughs) when i was retelling this story about four people said that if it had come to the worst they would have picked me up which i was like making me emotional now everyone (laughs) love that today's episode of emily being dramatic yeah i know you would have though if i'd have been stranded (laughs) yeah yeah i definitely would have wouldn't have been the ideal situation for my birthday evening but i still would have done it (laughs) Ah, love that from you absolutely so uh, I feel like your roundup's gonna be <laughs> I just talked right over <laughs> I feel like your roundup's gonna be full of things so 
full of old things. Gosh, I don't even know where to begin. So my week really didn't start until Thursday evening when the birthday (laughs) celebrations began because like the whole week leading up to that point was just excitement for my birthday. Actually, that's a big, huge lie. I suppose earlier in the week, we did obviously talk about this in last week's episode, but the whole weeks are getting all mashed up and everything. Where am I? Who am I? What week is it? But we obviously got to do in-person things this week, which was very exciting. It felt like, obviously, we started it with our podcast recording of last week's episode and then had Sarah around for dinner later in the week. And it was just really nice to, like, do things, have people come inside the house because we moved, but no one's really been able to experience the house. And so my family also got to come around later in the week for my birthday, which was really fun. Got to see my new sofa, which was very exciting. Um, (laughs) That's the first thing you show everyone. Look at my sofa. It's yellow. Not look at my cat or my rabbit. Look at my sofa. The cat and the rabbit are very close seconds. And, you know, (laughs) they're not yellow. So they're going to... If they were, they'd need to go to the vet. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they would. Um, So that was definitely exciting. And then it was most mostly just birthday stuff which has been framed predominantly by food because it's been a foodie weekend which I love um we went to Spark which was very rainy but as always super delicious got the best pizza the best chips incredible cookie dough with ice cream it was just all around a great time you got me some donuts for my birthday which were just I mean I've still got two left to eat I'm not gonna lie which ones have you got left I've got a Biscoff one and a Jammy Dodger one Love that for you. Jay ate both of the cookie dough ones. <laughs> I think the Jammy Dodger's the highlight of that box. Yeah, I had the Biscoff one last night and that was very, very nice. The Jammy Dodger one, though, is just elite because I love Jammy Dodgers so much. So you got me <laughs> that. So Sarah got me cake. Uh, Jay got me some chocolates. Went for brunch three times this weekend. Um, and it's just been an all-round incredible foodie weekend. Um, there's so many things that I want to talk about for my birthday. I feel like I need to just smash it all into like two minutes so i'm just going to quickly run through a couple of the highlight presents um em got me some incredibly cute little earrings which i'm just in love with alongside the donuts so big big thank you and as soon as i opened those earrings i said these are exactly the kind of earrings that my mum would get me and em seems to think that tracy's an icon so i was like just said that to you to impress you and then literally the next day when my mum came round, she got me an almost identical pair of earrings like (laughs) to the t it's just that the ones you got me were silver and she got me gold ones and i just thought well it really was exactly the sort of earrings she would get me so and that was great jay got me rollerblades i love that you are now going to be roller skating through york like jay Got me rollerblades. How freaking exciting is that? Rollerblades. I'm not very good at them. <laughs> rollerblades. Rollerblades. I'm not good at them. Um, Have you tried them I yet? literally am like Bambi on ice, but... I'm sad that I haven't received a video of you trying this. I'm waiting until I'm slightly better. <laughs> um, and then another very exciting present is that Sarah has gotten us an experience gift. And tomorrow evening, the three of us are going to try out like a pottery class because I'm I probably, so excited. <laughs> probably talked about this so much at the beginning of the year on the podcast when I was really into watching the great pottery throwdown. And it made me want to literally throw everything away that I've worked towards in my life and become a like ceramicist as a real life job because it just looked so much fun. So I'm very excited to actually go and get in a pottery studio and throw something. It's going to be great. So, I feel like it's anybody's game as to who will produce the best pottery. Oh, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tight, but I'm thinking, you know, like 
you know, Rome wasn't made in a day. And if I'm not amazing after this first session, I'm not going to be mad about it because I think it's going to be a skill that I have to hone and develop. And then next year I'll be applying for the Great Pottery Throwdown. So yeah, see you on TV, guys. I love that we're doing that. I just feel like this week is so much fun. Like, my Mm -hmm. roundup definitely consists of all the good food. I feel like I've never eaten out so many times in my life. If we get shoved back into lockdown, (laughs) I feel like I will have given it my best shot at making the most of the lifting (laughs) restrictions. The best four days. (laughs) (laughs) Because we went to Spark on Friday in Nottingham. I had, we went to this, like, it was called Fat Hippo, and it was this restaurant that did amazing vegan burgers. Obviously, I'm not vegan, but, you know, being friends with Kira, I do try a lot of vegan <laughs> things. And honestly, it was the nicest burger, although that may have been influenced by the fact that the food took so long to come that by the time it came to the table, we'd already drank a bottle of wine between us. And so anything at that point would have tasted amazing. So we did that. I feel like I also had a donut in Nottingham from Donuts, so which is good. amazing. I, had, I went out for a roast dinner, and then the this morning we went out for brunch. I'm going out for Italian food this evening. Like honestly, mm, so much good. I feel food. like I feel like I'm living my best life. You can definitely tell which aspect of lockdown restrictions lifting I was most excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I mean, I what like... else is there to be excited about? Like the only other thing that kind of matches that was like the gym, and obviously that opened last yeah. month. So I have to say, I'm quite excited to go and see the cinema. I mean, I'm not even a cinema person, but that's quite cool that we'll be able to do that. Yeah, that would be nice. I totally realised I forgot to mention one final foodie item because I feel like Jess, who listens to this podcast, um, she is also a booktuber read by Jess and she recommended to me that I should go to the Double Dutch Pancake House for my birthday brunch. So Jay and I went and it was just so incredible. It had Biscoff pancakes and a Biscoff milkshake and it was just amazing. So... (gasps) Thanks, Jess. <laughs> we then met Kira for coffee after that, and I, she Aww. was the fullest she's ever been. I, don't, I think I was in. I looked like I was in such a mood because I was just so full. Like I just was not on my top game because I was just processing so much pancake at that point. So <laughs> I mean, of all the things to have to process, Pancake's pancake is good, a good yeah. one. That's a pretty graphic discussion. <laughs> <laughs> So with a roundup full of birthday and food and just all of the good things, Mm -hmm. shall we move on to the main theme, which is kind of linked? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so the main theme this week was inspired by two things. The first being Kira's birthday, which obviously... (laughs) <laughs> isn't you know like this a major annual event as you can tell from this it podcast really is. if you've ever met those people that like make their birthday span an entire week kira <laughs> is one of those people <laughs> but the second thing that inspired this main theme is that i was watching tiktoks the other day obviously that's who i am now and it's your fault <laughs> and i saw a tiktok about party bags do you remember party bags oh stop it I love party bags. And I text my mum and I was like, I've just remembered that you were the queen of party bags. Like, my mum used to make the most incredible party bags. Like, I'm talking non, not like little packets of bubbles and a stencil. I'm talking like really nice headbands from Claire's, little Mm. Disney Princess lip balms, like truffles. Helen really, really went for it. And so I just thought it would be fun maybe to reflect on birthdays past and just birthdays (laughs) in general and maybe talk about some birthday memories. And then also because obviously my birthday birthday was last month and yours was this month maybe just set some goals for the next year of our life so that is do you have any memories you want to kick it off with so before we dive into the memories can we just talk about party bags in a little more depth okay yeah okay okay. like 
for real, I was such a greedy child that the only <laughs> thing I cared about was the cake. And I just felt Gre- like... Sorry, sorry, guys. Greedy child. <laughs> I'm no longer a greedy child. I'm now a greedy adult. I had to make the <laughs> distinction that the greediness was something that started in childhood. And at this point, when I was a child getting party bags, I was a greedy child. Um, so food <laughs> was the main thing I was excited about for any party in general. But yeah, the cake was obviously very exciting. Now, I have a few points about cake. The first one being <laughs> how gross that it just kind of gets wrapped up in a napkin and then you kind of got to like <laughs> no. peel it off. But it's like, as an adult, like if someone that I don't really know gives me cake, cake in a napkin I'm like well I'm ca- I can't eat that yeah sorry it's a no <laughs> like, who knows <laughs> what that's been um, and then secondly like not talking about the kind of cakes that you'd get now as an adult with a sophisticated palate but what kind of cake would you have gone for as a child like what would you have wanted to be your birthday cake okay so honestly it's the same like mm-hmm. it has to be chocolate and it's always like every year of my life we tried to kind of deviate but I was never happy with it <laughs> always a Colin and I know this is controversial because <laughs> now there's Morris's and Clive's and whatever they all are but I just always wanted a Colin the Caterpillar and I still do now because I love me a Colin it's just wow. the chocolate on the outside which is so nice the white face the little feet and then the creamy chocolate cake on the inside like everything we... about it just screams birthday to me we could not be more different here. If someone would have presented me a chocolate cake on my birthday, I would have said, sorry, it's over. The birthday's <laughs> over. Party's cancelled. You've ruined everything. No, I'm but like, not I genuinely want it. Sorry, I just did it again. Why do I keep talking over here? You're too excited I promise everyone cake. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> um, I genuinely, for my wedding cake, want that massive one with all the little baby Collins and Connies oh, around it. Like, I think that would be dream. cute. That would be cute. But yeah, I don't like chocolate cake. I don't think my mum or my sister like chocolate cake either. So maybe it's like a genetic thing. But like, oh. I my ideal cake was a vanilla sponge. Um, but then oh God. I would choose the one that had the most like icing on, like you know the rolled out icing. Not even the like buttercream or the frosting. No, 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 no. Icing. And I would always, in party bags, want the corner slice, then you get the most amount of icing. I mean, to be fair, that's true. If you're going to have a piece of fat cake, it has to be the corner piece. 100%. So those are my thoughts on cake. Um, and so let's move on to actual birthday conversation. I just I wasn't even expecting to have that discussion right now, but I mean it is an important it, discussion. So yeah, important. I, I feel like one thing I want to do in my adult life is buy one of those giant Costco frosting cakes and just uh, eat it for my no auntie reason. Always used to get them for my cousin's birthdays, and it was an exciting time because we. I wouldn't choose that for my own birthday cake, but I wouldn't say no to eating it. And in that instance, you want the one of the one. Like the big balloon. Yeah. So that you get the most oh, yeah, definitely. Possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like the marking point, I feel like this is a meme or something. Like everyone says this. Like, <laughs> you know, you're an adult when you can buy a birthday cake for no reason. My sister texted me the other day. She's 18 and she just, like, this is her first year living out of home. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm just having some Colin with a cup of coffee. And it was like 11 a.m. And I said, Oh, whose birthday is it? And she was like, No one's. I got <laughs> it for no reason. And I was like, She's hit the point. She's Welcome to the adult life when you can Love eat cake. That. whenever you want <laughs> yeah it's it's an exciting time can't lie about that um i also just felt like i want to defend myself slightly because um yes i do like to extend my birthday but i feel like <laughs> for this is for this is for two reasons the first one is ad, like applicable to this year specifically and that is that everything that you do has to be with no more than six people yeah. um and that means that as someone who's got quite a 
like large or dispersed family with like you know divorced parents and all that kind of stuff like I had to be more flexible and have birthday situations across several different days so go ahead make me feel bad for my comment and then secondly (laughs) I just wanted to bring it back to my childhood which is that yeah I did have divorced parents and so I had (laughs) to have my birthday across two different days um and so it's just something I've become used to um it's something I expect now that I'm an adult I don't care like Christmas has to be multiple days birthdays multiple days every kind of event I expect that there's going to be more things than someone who had parents who are together would have <laughs> you know two advent calendars double the amount of easter eggs it's just how I was raised so by the end of tomorrow I will have been to four birthday events for you <laughs> And how fun is that? Like It is fun. Not I'm not pretend. complaining. I'm just simply pointing out that some people like a week long birthday and you're one of them. It's not bad. No, if it's I, good. It's real yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just um, clearly have loads of people to spend time with and loads of things to do, which yeah. is never a bad thing. This year thing. has been particularly exciting. I feel like I've had lots of events this year um, and I am just making jokes about divorced parents just in case anyone thinks I'm fishing for anything. It's just a joke. But... Um, <laughs> I'm just enjoying. I feel like birthdays are so. Whether it's my birthday or anyone else's, I just yeah, love I an love excuse to celebrate other people's birthdays. So, I really like yeah. celebrating. Yeah, completely agree. So birthday memories. I've got another one that I'd like mm. to throw at you and see if you recall the same memory. So okay. when you were really little, you know, in the days of party bags, did you ever go to a party at McDonald's where there was like a little play area and everyone got a happy meal? It's triggering a memory, you know. It is, but I can't like I can I can't pin it to a specific party, but I feel like I know what we're talking about. Well, I feel like I went to absolutely loads of those. Like <laughs> everyone in my year seemed to have them, and there was this moment in the party where the birthday girl or boy got to choose two people to go with them to the milkshake machine and they got to make their own milkshakes and it was like a a fun feature of the party don't know if they still do it now (laughs) but they definitely did it then and it you know friendships were always defined by who you picked or if you were picked to go to the milkshake okay well then i don't think i did go to a mcdonald's party because i don't remember that maybe i've just seen them yeah maybe i've just witnessed the mcdonald's party but i was not part of one oh yeah the politics of a mcdonald's milkshake machine trip oh my god was real I can only imagine. That's almost as tense as who you're going to choose to go with to take the register to the reception area or something like that. Like, it's tense (laughs) stuff. (laughs) And now as an adult, who are you going to choose to be in your six? Oh my God, yeah. But do you know what I think is really tight, right? You know, there's that advert that's going around at the moment (laughs) where it's like, um, Jenny, Paul, Peter, Caroline, (laughs) and me. Oh no, that's seven. And then he just cuts one of his friends off the list like he lists out six people and then realizes that with him in the group it'll be seven and then he's just like deletes one and i'm like that's tight <laughs> i'd delete you <laughs> no you would not no don't I lie to be the guest of honor <laughs> thank you okay so do you have any fun memories so this isn't an actual memory of mine because um, <laughs> it is something that I felt was missing from my childhood and me and Jay actually talked about this in the not too distant past and that was the inflatable pool parties. I never went to one of those. No, I didn't, but I don't know whether they were like a big thing in Leeds or something like that, but like a lot of people would go to like the local leisure centre and there was like these big inflatables and like you'd get to like run around on them and I only ever witnessed them if I was like going swimming like after one of them and like I always wanted to go, but <laughs> oh, I never went. So sad. 
I'm just I trying to make anyone that listens to this feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, I just don't think anyone in any of my classes had one. I know my brother definitely went to one because someone in his class did, but like, it just never presented itself as an opportunity to me. And I no, felt I like went to one of them. I would have really thrived in that situation. <laughs> we did have a bouncy slide for one of my sister's parties. About photos. Oh my it, god. Yeah, yeah. That kind of realm of party was a good time. Although bouncy castles kind of did scare me, but bouncy slides, there was more of an order to that. You queued, you bounced, you got off, you know? And uh, there's this <laughs> picture of my I think it's my sister and one of my friends doing it at the exact same time. And it's a picture of them like, you know, when you bounce on a bouncy slide <laughs> and then you're airborne for like a oh minute and a look of like panic on their faces. <laughs> really reminds me, it would go well with that TikTok, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> you just witnessed me breaking the TikTok noise that's like, oh no. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Oh my god. I'm really glad you finished that off because I didn't want to. (laughs) It's alright, I've got you. Um, But yeah, that does sound terrifying. I feel like I was, as a child, quite hyperactive and reckless and I would be the type of one to cause chaos on like a bouncy castle or something of that description. I want to be in front of you on the bouncy slide because I feel like you'd just come thundering like... You know, like, I yeah, wouldn't be would. at the bottom 100%. yet and you'd set off and there'd be a collision. Not birthday related, but I remember as a child once my dad took me and my brother to like a little go-karting thing, but it was like um, a blow-up course. So the go-karts were like just like electric ones and then the course was kind of made out of the same material as like a bouncy castle and we single-handedly destroyed that course. <laughs> so... Yeah. You reckless child. I was the exact opposite of you as a child. Like, <laughs> I was the one in the corner, like, if a, if I had a book with me, if there was anything around me to read, like, that would have been me. But I did have a party in my, I think I was 12, which I think you would enjoy now. I had a roller disco. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. That and that's, a lot that, like, just you talking about your roller skates and then me reflecting on that roller disco has made me want to go to a roller disco. Like, please let's find it's a roller so, disco. It's so reckless and I don't like the thought of hurting myself. I'm quite a cautious person, which Do you ever go ice I know you agree with. No, ice skating, honestly, did you ever watch? the season of dancing on ice where someone like cut themselves with the skate after watching that <laughs> nah it's not happening oh i love ice skating that was one of my I- fave things to do when i was younger you're i you're in all of the ways i wish i could be more fearless you are that way like i think i just am made bouncy like i fall all the time <laughs> but i just never get <laughs> like i value my fingers too much to have them cut off by an ice skate I just don't even allow my mind to think about that. Like, I think, like, you are a worst-case scenario <laughs> person and I'm, like, a eh, hope-for-the-best kind of person. Yeah, that's an accurate description of both of us. You are always saying to me, you're such a scaredy cat. You overthink yeah. things. You do that's overthink so things, um, but that's fine. You and are I've who always you are. been that way. Even as... I was, like, the kid that was, like, at my own roller disco, clinging onto the sides and, like, shuffling <laughs> in my skates around the edges. And did anyone ask you why you chose that to be your party? Because that would have been my question. I think it's because I always think, in theory, things are going to be great, and then I get there and I'm like, oh, my God, so many things could go wrong here, and I don't like to hurt myself. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair thing. I think, yeah, I've just been so clumsy from the moment I was born that it's, like, not a fear for me at all is falling over. It's just a way of life. That is wild to me. On a more tame level, I also... I think, like, my mum was just such a good mum for birthday parties and, like, birthdays. She's a real Mm. celebration person. Yeah. Um, And I had, like, one of those... I mean, it wasn't a real Build-A-Bear party because they were, like, spenny. Spenny, yeah. We had, like, a fake Build-A-Bear party where we all built bears. 
and it was that's so much cute. fun. That was a whole. That's more my level than a mm-hmm. roller disco. <laughs> I remember Atain had a build a bear party, and she Whoa. made Flopsy the bear. No, Flopsy the bunny, <laughs> bunny bear. Um, and Flopsy was a firm feature in her life for many years. So shout out to that. Flopsy. Build a bear's um, never really like clung to my life, but Rachel has thirty three. Jesus Christ. I know. Rachel's one of those people that watch Toy Story, and then from now on, she can never throw away anything that has eyes. So, uh, to I mean, fair, I think, yeah, I, I think have I'll be with all her of for my, life. All of my childhood bears are in the attic in this new house. Like, I can't get rid of them. I don't want them, but I am the type of person that thinks that things could possibly be animate. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to offend them. I think I've mentioned before, like, even, like, jelly bears and things like that, if I drop one, I have to drop another one to go with it to keep it company so i'm like you know (laughs) you are such a weirdo i'm so non-sentimental like if i'm tired of a bear i'll chuck it oh my god not that at this point in my life i go through bears (laughs) at a rate of knots anymore (laughs) so um i feel like we've been chatting about parties for quite a while do you have any read we wouldn't wouldn't do you have any more like grown-up birthday memories or are all of your birthday memories childhood related see i feel like i was trying to think of what i did as an adult and i feel like i can i can less remember what we did and more remember who it was with and i think now that i'm an adult it's more about making sure i spend time with the people that i want to spend time with rather than what we actually do i think one of my favorite birthdays was when i was 19 or maybe i was turning no i think i was turning 20 yeah and it was just at a bar in our like local village but loads of people came up to stay like from university and then my home friends were there my boyfriend Mm -hmm. at the time was there people from work were there and it just fascinated me that all of these people from different walks of life were in the same room like just having a drink together and getting to know each other and I feel like Mm -hmm. that element of birthdays now like people coming together and getting to see people you might not get to see is Mm -hmm. definitely what I look forward to more as an adult what about you? Definitely. I feel like although um, parties were fun as a child, I'm not really a party person. Like I <laughs> much prefer being with people in like a smaller yeah. group setting um, and I enjoy that a lot more. And I feel like obviously as an adult, you have to kind of take the responsibility for the celebrations, but that also means you can tailor it and make it like exactly as you want it to be. Um, and so, yeah, I think spending time with people and also food are the, the main yes things that I think about and um, as like an adult birthday to stand out I feel like my 18th birthday was a really good one I remember Paint me a picture so the night before my 18th birthday I went out and got my nails done with my mum which was really nice. nice and then I um went out for drinks with her and then the next morning me and Jay woke up at my mum's house and she had gotten me prepped almond croissants I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before because these were the non-vegan ones because I was not yet a vegan um and I had prepped almond croissants and um coffee and everything for my birthday and then I got a beautiful DKNY watch which looked so blingy with my new nails and it's so (laughs) nothing that I would wear anymore but at the time was a vibe then I went to school and it was like almost the end of year 13 so everyone was just having a a great time fretting about exams and um it was just lovely and then I went out for meal but I just remember like the just like the little things like Obviously, I love knowing that Pret Almond croissants are the thing that I would like live and die for, um, and getting them <laughs> for my birthday and stuff like that. I feel like when it's your birthday, the just like thoughtful things that like kind of let yeah, you know definitely. that people actually pay attention to you and like what you like, and they like just show how much they like care about you with those things is what makes birthdays really special. I think definitely. I think a lot of things now. I think because I had like 
one full lockdown birthday and then one yeah. that was still with restrictions where you couldn't see people necessarily in the same way that you'd normally want to and I think it's the same way not just with birthdays but with a lot of things now we're not going to take it for granted anymore and we're really mm-hmm. going to appreciate the fact that we can see people and you know that pe- we can show other people that we care about them and I just feel like yeah birthdays are now going to be even more special if we're trying to look for some positives out mm-hmm. for last year so yeah it was just nice to f- chat about birthdays oh completely goals. forgot <laughs> goals i was gonna wrap the section up what are your goals for the next year for 24 goals for 24 um 24 24 24 um i'd maybe like to buy a house <laughs> master off really big there maybe i'd like to buy just a, a house. small goal which i think like it could possibly happen before i turn 25 um and then i want to keep developing new skills I talked about this in our end of year goals thing that we did um at the end of 2020 but obviously last year I did yoga teacher training and I talked about how I wanted to keep trying to like explore learning new skills and not necessarily doing things to have a purpose but just do them for fun and so obviously got the pottery thing happening tomorrow and I'm hoping that'll be like a fun new hobby to get into um and yeah that's it really I'm not really putting much pressure on myself for birthday goals I never usually yeah that far i know it's weird because that's like the start of your new year but i don't often think too far about goals around my birthday but i think before i'm 25 it would be nice to either have bought a house or be in the process of like looking for and buying a house definitely that's a good goal <laughs> it's not you. a small goal but it's no, a good it's one it's pretty big it's plenty to focus on <laughs> I feel like for 23, obviously I'm a month into it now, just over a month, um, definitely after the year we've had, just spending a lot of time with the people I care about and, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to kind of nourish the friendships that were really hard to keep, you know, to keep together during lockdown. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big FaceTimer and so, you know, I didn't, I'm not very good at that kind of communication. So I want to show the people that I care about that I care about them by spending time mm-hmm. with them this year. I would like to be closer to buying my first property, definitely. Yeah. Um, starting to, you know, look into that, looking at what I'll be able to afford, like just kind of getting clued up about it. I'm not sure I would have bought it by then, but definitely be on the road there. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's it for me. I'd love to keep a houseplant alive, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Oh, and I'd also like to be able to rollerblade. <laughs> oh, Yeah maybe next year we can commemorate this episode by going to a roller disco and you can do it properly and i'll just my goal will be not to cling to the sides yeah you can cling to me if i'm strong enough at that point then you can like hold on and we'll do like a conga line on on wheels yes that is that is our goal a roller disco conga line for our ages 24 and 25 stop it a lot of people say 24 is a great year yeah, I'm pretty excited, to be fair. It's going well so far. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I feel like whenever I'm a new age, people are like, how do you feel? And I'm like, the exact same. The exact same, except for I have eaten good food for the last few days and have been given new <laughs> presents. So that's that's always fun. It's a birthday summed up. So that concludes our main theme of the week, which was a birthday theme. And shall we answer some Agony Ants? We've got two this week. Let's One of them... That. I feel like they're both quite juicy, actually. Let's get into the Agony Ant. Okay, so Agony Ant section, I feel like the rest of this podcast episode has been a little bit chaotic, so hopefully we can bring it back down to earth. I mean, would it be us if it wasn't chaotic? (laughs) I feel like it always gets to this point and I'm like, what have we been talking about for the last 40 minutes? But you know. It always happens when it's a main theme that has less of a structure. Like when we're listing Mm -hmm. off things, it has more of an obvious structure. 
Yeah, we lose our tiny little minds. When we just we talk, we really just expose ourselves as the chaotic <laughs> beings that we really are. So, agony ant section. Um, this first one was one that I personally related to on like a deep spiritual level. So, <laughs> I was excited to be able to read this one out. Um, and it says... Since things have started to lift during lockdown, I've been really excited to go back out with friends and start socialising again, but I feel like I don't quite have the same desire to spend all of my time socialising, spend all of my time outside, and I'm struggling to strike that balance between wanting to see people and let them know that I really do enjoy and value spending time with them, but also setting some boundaries. And I just wondered if you had any advice for setting those boundaries, taking time for myself without possibly offending the people that I want to spend time with. So... I read that and I was like, yes, because literally just specifically after this birthday weekend, I was so excited to see everyone, but it was the most amount of socialising I've done in about six months and I felt (laughs) wiped after Saturday, which was where I saw um, my mum's side of the family, I then saw my dad and my brother and then Sarah came around for dinner and it was so nice to do all of those things, but I then had to spend all of Sunday just watching Grey's Anatomy on the sofa in my pyjamas and basically just recuperating. And it really does feel like almost as though going back to the gym after so much time off where you have to build up that fitness. It's like you have to build up the ability to socialise again. So I really related to that. I don't know about you. Yeah, I feel like it's good when we answer agony ant questions because on a lot of things, like, we are slightly different. Like, you know, whenever we get a dating question, we're obviously different. Whenever we get a question like like the drinking question, we're different. So we can provide, like, both sides of the coin. I mean, Mm -hmm. I definitely love socialising with my friends, but I also really do thrive, like, on my own with my own hobbies. We're both Mm -hmm. people with very kind of independent like reading for me writing for you making videos and you know cooking we have very solitary hobbies and it's hard to make that jump from being on your own a lot of the time and doing those Mm -hmm. hobbies and immersing yourself in your own time to then constantly having to socialize and I think a lot of extroverts can often kind of assume that everyone is is an extrovert yeah and can like thrive on just doing stuff all of the time but I know for me I definitely am I think I think I'm an ambivert is that a thing like I think I am as well yeah like I love socializing yeah like I do love spending time with my friends like I said it's one of my goals for this year um but I definitely do like for example because I knew I was going to be in Nottingham I did book a four-day weekend because I didn't want to have to go straight back to work this morning Mm -hmm. it's Monday today like I do need time to rest and like recuperate on my own so I definitely Mm -hmm. relate to this and to a certain extent and I think it's always good practice to kind of reflect on the boundaries you do need to set in your life so it's definitely Mm -hmm. a good question to answer I agree I'm not sure I feel like I'm gonna let you start with advice just because you relate to it the most and then I'll add on 100% so I 100% feel like it depends on exactly 100% 100% 100% 100% 100%, I believe that (laughs) it depends on who it is that you're maybe worried about offending. Like, for example, if I was feeling completely cream-crackered and me and Em had plans, I wouldn't feel scared to say, oh, I'm just yeah. not really feeling it today or can we maybe push it to a different day or yeah, whatever. because you know, like, obviously I'd just never speak to you again. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd be like, if I don't want to be friends with you anymore, that's how I'm going to do it. But um, yeah. for real, um, I feel like, you know, there's certain people who you can obviously just be honest about and obviously we see each other so often. So if there's people in your life that you see very regularly they're probably not going to miss out on, like, missing you for, like, one day or whatever. Um, If it's, like, maybe a larger group situation or someone who you think might be sensitive to these things, the way that I would try and go about it is rather than cancelling or letting someone down, you should take the charge on 
organizing your social meetings because if you then reach out to someone and say oh are you free to do something on this day then you kind of like avoid the potential for them to ask you because you've kind of like set the boundary yourself by making the plan so if you feel like you don't have quite as much desire to go out and socialize or meet up with people as much as maybe the rest of your friends do then you taking the charge making the plans and just like owning your social calendar should avoid that because that kind of like simultaneously sorts out a plan meaning that you're not just completely cutting people out or missing out on socializing altogether but also lets them know that that's kind of like your availability so I feel like that would be a good way to avoid offending people, but also make sure that you're only socialising within the boundaries of what works for you. Definitely. And and I think kind of to add another point onto that and, you know, give my advice for this one, I Mm -hmm. always think that if you're if the people you really want to like not let down and you want to spend time with they probably know you really really well Mm -hmm. and if you say to them listen like I just need some time to recuperate it's not that I want to see anyone more than I want to see you like it's not that I just don't want to see you it's just that I need time you know to reset for the work week to avoid burnout if you have surrounded yourself with good people they will absolutely understand and mm-hmm. I know that with one of my friend groups at home like it's kind of a running joke that I often like cancel on plans because sometimes yeah. I just need like time and I don't always want to socialize and that's fine like I don't mind that that's my reputation and there's nothing wrong with needing yeah. time to reset and avoid social burnout because people talk a lot about kind of work burnout and you know if you create content that kind of burnout mm-hmm. but there's definitely the sort of burnout that happens when you pile too much on in terms of socializing because you want to kind of meet the pressures or the expectations of the people that you socialize with especially if you've got a lot of different people in different areas of life and I feel like there no one really talks about the fact that that can be a cause of burnout too and it's totally fine to step back and say I need time to just reset and I think communicating that you don't have to make up an excuse sometimes I think excuses can be worse like Mm -hmm. that's just that you don't need an excuse that's a good enough reason on its own and if you surrounded yourself with people that respect you and love you the way that you should um Mm -hmm. and because you deserve those people in your life not not me saying you should yeah (laughs) um then I think I think they'll Mm -hmm. understand that and they'll kind of respond in the right way Totally. And I also think it's probably something that a lot of people are feeling and maybe there's like a case of like everyone's doing stuff because they don't want to upset anyone, but actually you probably all might quite like a little bit of a break. So it's just striking that balance, being honest and just, yeah, taking that ownership of your own social calendar and knowing that it is down to you to set those boundaries and to manage them and that your real friends will 100% respect that. So definitely nothing wrong with a good boundary and everyone should have them and it's okay to have them so that was our first question and then our second question let me just get it up on the agony ant form i have lost it it says so i recently saw that my ex has got into a new relationship with a new partner and i think it's really stunting the healing process and i don't know how to feel about it do you have any advice for this type of situation and so i definitely do have advice for this type of situation because I think if you have been in relationships and then they've come to an end, everyone has that moment where they see whether it's, you know, you actively look or if you see Mm -hmm. by accident. I know that I've definitely seen by accident a few times and that feeling, just your heart just sinks. It doesn't matter how long it's been, I don't think, or how far along in the healing process you are. If you see that someone that you used to, you know, have feelings for or you loved love someone else like that's a really hard emotion to deal with I think yeah it's a really difficult emotion and I I would say my first thought whenever I see that or whenever one of my friends 
like one of my friends sees that someone they dated is dating someone else I always mm-hmm. stop them and think like I'm a big believer in your automatic reaction should not be hating on that new person and I think yeah. it's really hard to train your brain that way because I think we're conditioned like to think oh that person must is not as good as me or mm-hmm. they know me like I was better and I think you need to train yourself out of that because I think it's unhealthy Um, because if you imagine how you got to know that person and how you started to date them and how they Mm -hmm. came into your life that's probably very similar to how you know their new partner came into their life and they just met someone that they liked and started up a new relationship and they have no idea that you exist at this point so they're not a bad person for getting into a new relationship we all do it and everyone has ex-partners and you know you don't even think about it when you're the new partner but everyone you know has it from all different sides so I think definitely something that helps with the healing process is to look at that new partner and think like they're just someone that's met someone that they liked and they aren't better than me like we're not it's not a competition like people are just moving on with their lives and that's the normal process of things Mm -hmm. obviously easier said than done but I think that really helps me in that situation and I think that's quite a healthy mindset to have so that would be you know partially my advice and then also I think it is obviously a difficult moment but it does give you hope that when other people move on, like if you still haven't moved on, if you're still stuck in that place, mm-hmm. that you can move on too. Like everyone does it and it's fine to move on. It's, you know, the natural kind of order of things. And even yeah. if someone does it before you do it, that that should be a sign to you that, you know, it is possible to find like a new relationship. I feel like mm-hmm. that's my advice there is easier said than done. But yeah. I, it's a hard one. It's it always a hard hurt. one. Definitely. I feel like my first thought was just like unfollow. If it's something that you really struggle with and you're still following them on social media and that's where you've come across it then obviously if you recognize that that's going to hold you back in your healing process then just take action to try and stop yourself from encountering something that you think is going to be difficult for you to deal with obviously as you mentioned em there can be times where you see it accidentally maybe like through a mutual friend or something like that so it's not something that you can always avoid completely but if it's something that you really struggle with seeing then obviously curate your space and make it like a space that is not going to make your healing process any more difficult and then my second piece of advice would just be to kind of remind yourself that actually you probably don't care as much in the sense that like you wish you were still with that person like maybe you do and that's totally okay as well but I reckon a lot of it will come down to the fact that you just suddenly like compare your process to their process and then suddenly you're like I wish I was the one that had moved on first or you know you just want to be in that place as well so I feel like knowing that really it's not the fact that you wish you were still in that relationship and you're not actually jealous of that new person and you can maybe remind yourself of the reasons why you're no longer in that relationship and actually just use that as a bit of motivation like you said to sort of hone in on the fact that moving on is possible and that you can have a different future and that you don't need to be caught up in the past so I guess just like taking a step back not letting your immediate reaction be like catastrophic and just like yeah. reminding yourself that it's, it's just just a person just a relationship it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they moved on first or you moved on first everything will be okay yeah everyone heals at their own pace I mean I'm not trivializing this at all it is no. I think one of the worst feelings in the world I remember when it happened to me a couple of years back and I literally had to sleep in my flatmate's bed because I just didn't want to be on my own like mm-hmm. it's a horrible horrible sinking feeling and it never you know like it hits you just the same every time it happens with a new partner and their new partner yeah. if that makes sense um so I don't want to trivialize it at all because whatever you're feeling is totally valid like these are just tips to kind of help 
you know, yeah, manage I think that feeling. Obviously not trivializing it, but sometimes when I'm dealing with something that I know is kind of like irrational and that my negative thoughts about it won't make me feel any better and won't change the situation, kind of subconsciously telling yourself not that it's trivial, but that like just to start moving on and take that action does kind of help. So it's kind of like striking that balance yeah, between absolutely. allowing yourself to honour the feelings, but also taking ownership of like allowing yourself to move on rather than just wallowing mm. in that feeling of like despair. Yeah, like you can give yourself a set period of time to wallow. I always think it is good to kind of, you know, reflect on your own emotions and not shove them to the side. But, mm-hmm. you know, there is ways to manage that horrible feeling. And I also saw a post on social media the other day about like saying it was petty to unfollow people or block people on social media. And I actually am really not of that mindset. I think, Mm-mm. you know, if it, it's all your about your healing account. process mm-hmm. and it's there's nothing petty about it. If you need to kind of not see something in order to heal from it I absolutely think that's what you should do like petty is actually taking action to like cause harm or discomfort to someone else like actually getting involved in their new relationship that would be petty but removing yourself from the situation entirely is like the direct opposite of being petty it's being you gotta look out for yourself just stepping out for like you know that's making life easier for everyone so like it's not petty it's your i mean it's it's kind of like an obvious thing that if you're trying to move on from someone seeing them in your space like every day is going to make that more difficult so definitely utilize that unfollow or that untag or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you need to do like if you need to do it do it so yeah that was the dating question we had this week i feel like we got some really good questions this week so as always thank you for sending them in if you did send them in we will literally answer anything so no boundaries which is ironic (laughs) considering we just said to set them um and we always leave our agony ant form in our instagram and in our own instagram so you can find it there but yeah that was our second agony ant question this week and this has been a chaotic episode but you know it's a celebration i feel like we pulled it together at the end there we did yeah we really showed that we can be both professional and fun so yeah that's us um but thank you so much for listening i was gonna say watching it's so difficult to switch between youtube talk and podcast talk but thank you so much for listening as always and we'll see you next week see you next week